1: Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome.
0: Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And we are right here on Voice America's Voice, and I want to introduce our second guest. My guest is Juliette Huck, and we're talking about persuasive communications, which is uh, communications is everything. As you know, she's been blazing a trail in this uncharted territory of persuasive communications for over 20 years. Juliet Huck has been retained by some of the nation's most prestigious corporations and law firms, moving billion-dollar projects forward and securing billions of dollars in decisions. Ms. Huck is the author of The Equation of Persuasion and has the innate ability to teach and educate her clients on how human connection, the spoken word, and complicated facts can be integrated together into a compelling and persuasive story. She's the creator of visually persuasive storytelling and persuasive information design, and she's renowned for developing themes and storylines and visual concepts that make intimate connections with her audiences and increase retention levels and have delivered results. And she's spoken for many amazing Fortune 500 companies, and uh, she really empowers her clients to become influential messengers in their field. Welcome, Juliette.
2: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah.
0: You know, on that note, I just want to share something with you because I think it fits. I um, am speaking of Los Angeles. I'm in Rhode Island. That's where I live. And I recently saw couple days ago, Jay Leno, who came in from Los Angeles, and he did a presentation at our Performing Arts Center. And I'll tell you what absolutely struck me, and I still think about it today. I mean, we know he's amazing. He's an icon in his genre. We know all that. But to watch him stand there, and I mean this, 90 minutes, not one person flinched. Every eye and every ear was on him. I don't think anyone looked at their watch the man had the total command. It was—it was—it was like you were spellbound, and you know, I—I I finished that, and I—I I thought, wow! And he makes it look like like nothing, like smooth as silk. It was so really profound to watch, even though this is his gift, and I think this really ties in to what you talk about.
2: Absolutely, I mean, it's uh, that is that's a. That's a gift, but yet it's also something that is, I'm sure he's worked very hard at.
0: Oh, yes. And
2: it's not something that just, you have to, and I say this to all my clients, cannot just expect to do that overnight. It takes practice. It takes work. It takes hard work um, to really learn how to captivate and, and really keep people there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and probably through trial and error, too, correct? Right, to, you know, through knowing, what,
1: you know, Trial and those errors, lines, everything. right,
0: right, when <laughs> right, those lines absolutely. bombed with some of the audiences when he was younger.
2: <laughs> yep, right? he, do, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. right, and and like you said, it's it's practice. Practice makes perfect, and there's ways of going through the process and and yeah. really working at what your quest is, and that's where I. I walk through in my book the process itself that has to be maintained and things that have to be kept in balance, and you have to be aware and and awake and pay attention to these things at all times.
0: What are the ingredients, like for that gorgeous cake?
2: What are the ingredients (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's, there's two parts. The first part is basically the four things that have to stay in balance at all times. You have to know everything you can about your decision maker. You need to look at yourself as a presenter. You have to look at your story, your persuasive story, and how you've developed a persuasive story versus just being a storyteller. And your visuals, which are going to raise your retention levels by 70 to 80%. So that's the first step of how you keep all those four parts in balance. And once you start to walk through that and you know everything you can about your decision maker, you have to really start looking at how can your decision maker relate to your information? Mm -hmm. And can they relate? And if they can't, You've got to make sure that they find you find a way to get them to relate to what you're talking about. So, you know, in some of the lawsuits and cases and things I've worked on, you walk in with a subject matter that no one has any concept, you know, or or can connect with. So, you have to create that personal connection, then you have to build trust, which then allows you to build that credibility. So, the first main steps is really getting your decision maker to understand what you're talking about and relating, connecting to it, and building that trust. So now you build a relationship with your decision maker. Yeah. The Very next true. step to that is then how you're developing that story and you're developing your persuasive visuals to create retention. When you hit retention and relationship, boom, you're going to hit persuasion. Mm. So it's it's really the process of once you get to know that, that decision maker, you have to walk through that process based on what you know about the decision maker.
0: And But sometimes, Julia, you don't know enough. I mean, I've done presentations based on other people saying, yep, yeah, this is a great idea, they're going to love it, and I've walked in and it bombed because they didn't have the same vision that everybody else thought they'd have.
2: Right, you don't, right. You don't know that, right? You, I mean, well, it's a great, it's, it's
0: a great proposal, you know. Right.
2: Well, and it's it's really you know it's 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 really drilling down in what you know about your decision makers as well. You know, most people say, well, I can't get you know information on them. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you know, it's, there's a reason that red states and blue states exist. There are generalities that we can make that you can still make something that's more. Focused on the decision-maker, whether it be age, educational background, family, um, and other things that I talk about, which I, I call common values. Common values, things like, you know, honesty, love, success. These are things that you don't really have to put a lot of thought into. We, we all have some kind of feeling or decision about what those things mean. So it's, um, you have to really look hard at, at who you're speaking to. You know, and I have found,
0: I love your comment on this, that really, People trusting you and believing in you, and knowing that you're loyal to them, I think speaks volumes. It it gets you in the door, and often keeps you in the door. Oh, absolutely! Right?
2: Because yes, because people don't want to be. You know, no one wants to be scammed. Yeah, someone wants to put their yeah. money into something that they're you know they're not going to get that return back, or you know, put your invest invest in someone that they're not going to you know be able to rely on. And that honesty and that that trust and that building that credibility is vitally important and. Things that I work with younger people today on, you know, your track record is a very important map to your success because people are going to look at that track record to see if they're going to build the credibility.
0: Where do you think the mistakes are? Well, I mean, where, where would you say, you know, when you, when you work with someone and they come in and you course correct for them, what are the common mistakes,
2: Juliet? Number one mistake that I run into all the time is that people can't get out of their own shoes. They basically they start to, and I've seen this in so many sales pitches or even, you know, presentations in courtrooms, where they want to talk about themselves first. And that is the biggest mistake. You need to talk about the decision maker first and get out of your own way and, and you know, tell a story or get somebody to relate to something. Um, Because the key component that I see is the first mistake is you start talking about yourself. And if they can't relate to you, they don't know you, it, they don't even know if you have credibility. They're already disconnected. And so right. uh, you have to start with them and, and try to start with something that they can actually connect with. That's the number yeah. one mistake right. I feel. Right, but
0: about. once, like you said, once you present and they are interested, then they want to know about you.
2: Right. They want to know, where where did you come from? Yeah. I, I love that. I always like that when someone says to me, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. That's, always, that's yeah. always a great statement for me because I haven't talked about myself whatsoever. And um, it's... In- it, They're
0: now engaged. Well, one of the things I'd I'd love to bring up, because I I learn a lot visually and auditorily, and so I'll find programs that I learn from. And one of my favorite programs on television now is Shark Tank. Have you watched Shark Tank?
2: Oh, sure, sure, sure.
0: And uh, just, I mean, I'm fascinated by watching how those guys and women make their decision. Right. And how they're and, and, and just watching the dialogue even where sometimes I don't even know what the product is I'm so busy watching <laughs> right, you know right. h- how did they answer and what is it and many times you know they'll listen to the story and then you'll hear one of the sharks say, "What's your background?" just right. as you said, but it's after they were compelled by the story that's right but it, it's I have learned a lot from that program
2: yeah and it's that's a great point because you know ha- and I always look at that program like, did they really persuade them? Because yeah. one of the things that I do find that's missing on that program quite often is what is their investment going to do for them? They haven't directed them. And then I, this is where I go back to the definition of persuasion. Persuasion is a directed action. It is a, it's, if you look at the definition, it's authoritative instruction. And yes, they might have a good product. It's really great. And they might have something that's going back and forth. But the bottom line those sharks are looking for is what are they going to get back in return? Yeah. and no one comes out with charts that says if you give me this amount of money this is what you're going to get back. And so mm. I find it's a little bit harder for them mm. to persuade the tank, the, the chart tank because they don't actually allow them to see physically That's see a very good point. the return on their yeah. investment and yeah. direct them why it's such a great well, you know, return. Well, yeah,
0: they keep throwing out those numbers all the time about well you valued it at 200 so now it's really 2 million. They keep throwing those numbers. That's how they do it. But
2: right. I'm not sure that's so accurate. Exactly. I don't think it's very accurate, and I don't think it's the, the person who's pitching is not, is not directing them right directly to the number, and that's what persuasive communications is all about. You're directing them to what you want them to give you an answer on, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel pretty, pretty strongly about the book and really getting out there to define that because there's still, it's a great, great, great show in that sense, but they never get down to the bottom line of showing them a visual to really nail and persuade them on the point of what their investment would be.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, you talk about your persuasive story. Mm-hmm. Explain those features, because there's definitely entertainment value in that. Explain that.
2: Well, exactly what you just started at the top of the show. What, you know, why were you so engaged? You were entertained, correct? Mm-hmm. And you were, you were sucked into someone who was you know, very, very good at what he does. And to me, you know, a persuasive story, again, it has to lead you down a path to a, an actual to, to take an action. And it has to be user-friendly. It has to be relatable. It has to be, you know, one of the best uh, uh, analogies that I use when I lecture is the difference between Disney and Universal Studios. So yeah. I asked them, what's the difference? And most people can't really explain that or they can't answer that. And I said, well, one is about a man and a mouse. And the other one is just a a large corporate conglomerate, right? And what gets us to keep coming back? You know, the story about a man and a mouse that touched our hearts when we were kids. Uh, A fictitious mouse, not even real. Um, But it was relatable and it was loving and it was emotional. And, uh, and you they're know, still just, coming
0: back. They're still come, and, they're doing Cinderella again.
2: <laughs> and they're doing <laughs> – and not only that, the park, they just raised the, the price of the park. It's never gone down even in the worst economy of our time. Uh, never. It's been sold out for, forever. So it's uh, – I, I find Disney to be probably one of the most perfect examples of persuasion that I've ever seen in, in the history because uh, it's, it, they can get you in there and sell out that park um, in a heartbeat you with. Know, the-
0: you know, I want to say something about that because when you said that, what went through my mind was the analogy of that as to why I was captivated by Leno, as was the whole audience of 2,000 people. I think it's that you get transported, Juliet, into another world. Right. You know, actually, you leave where you are and you enter another space. And right. I think that's it. And I think that's what you're talking about with persuasion. Exactly. You want- Right. You want that person in there, in, another,
2: in the other space with you. Right. And, but, but you are bringing them into a space that they're comfortable. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. into a place you. that you've right. now taken your decision maker. And, um, and, and what you're doing is you're taking, you're taking those people and you're bringing them into your portal, but they are comfortable doing it. Like when I worked on the Enron litigation, when I knew walking in that room, I was not going to be able to talk about accounting principles and Wall Street. I mean, who is going to sit on that jury for two or three months and understand accounting? No one, right? So what we had to do is we had to bring them into our por- portal of morals and values and truths and lies, things that they can completely relate to. And then they stepped in and said, I get this. I understand this, and I'm comfortable with this. They're so absolutely correct. It, they're leaving their own world, but they're really going into a world that they're very, very comfortable with.
0: Well, then explain something to me. Why is it then that people will watch or they'll hear terrible stories, horror stories, horrible films that frighten them or they'll hear people that are compelling that frighten them and they stay with that? Why is that? Is that message just as compelling as the positive? I don't get that because that's not what my work is about, but I'd love your opinion on that.
2: Well, you know that's a really good question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that question before, which is interesting but i I think that there is something you know deeply innate you know um that people do connect with when it comes down to to things like horror films and but you know that that's more connection that's not really persuasion per se right i mean uh. you're 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 getting them to connect to something. I mean, you know, I I go back to my brother. He loves horror films and I absolutely will not go to a horror film with him. (laughs) Right? But he, it's something that he really connects to. So if I'm going to talk to him about something, I may put it in terms of some kind of horror movie because now I got his attention. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to, I'm going to persuade him to do something. But if I had to persuade him, I would want to do something based on what he enjoys and what he's comfortable with and how he, how he relates to things. So that's how I would look at what someone connects to when I need something back from them. So it's, it's, it's much different than just influencing people or resonating with people. You really need, it's, it's the person who needs something back that needs the, the equation of persuasion because you've got to have something back from this person, which is a decision at some level.
0: And I think the other question is, how do you make sure that you do that without it sounding phony? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, for example, well, I know what your hot button is, Juliet. I know what you really like, so I'm going to make sure I speak to that.
2: Right. And people will see through that. They will definitely see through that. But, it, and I get this question as well. You know, when does it become manipulation? You know, yes. One, yes. One, is, one is intention, and the other one is strikingly just connection, creating a connection. And it is, it's, again, we, I go back to some of the terms in the book. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's the terminology that you use. And you have to build that trust long before you can even get close to that, right? So you can't just come out of the box. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, lawyers that are coming from New York City and they go into to Texas and they're going to wear their cowboy boots. What's the first thing you think those people do? They're like, you're not one of us. Don't, don't, don't pretend like you're one of us. So you don't, you don't start off like that. You really work your way and you gain the trust. You work the process to gain the trust. Right. And it takes a little bit of time and it definitely takes some work but you have to be able to get to the point of doing that work ahead of time versus just walking in and saying hey I'm just like you and that will never fly that will never fly you have to it's just like anyone moving from a big town into a small city they have to gain the trust that you know you're coming in to 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 be part of the community and not come in and take over and that they have right. to trust that and feel safe with that
0: all right, we're going to take a quick break. We are talking to Juliette Huck, who has blazed the trail for uncharted territory for persuasive communications for over 20 years. And her books and her work is The Equation of Persuasion. And that's what we're talking about today and about human connection and the spoken word and how we can integrate that with our facts into a compelling and persuasive story. Um, you can log on to persuadeandachieve.com. At persuadingachieve.com. We'll be right back with Juliet Hawk, author of The Equation of Persuasion, right after the break. Right here at voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin.
1: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
3: Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk. Gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast.
1: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living.
0: Hi, everyone. We are back. I'm Patricia Raskin. And I'm very excited to have on the program with me the author of The Equation of Persuasion. Her name is Juliet Huck. And the reason she wrote this book is to empower you to reach your highest potential as a communicator, both personally and professionally. She is a coach, a strategist, and a designer of a client's message. And she helps them make decisions and she helps them really develop a methodology so that they can get their message across effectively through the equation of persuasion. Welcome back, julia Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Persuadeandachieve.com is the website. Yep. PersuadeandAchieve.com and there's a free download that you can get as well. All right. Let's talk about one of the things you said in terms of making um that presentation alive is yes you have to know your client, yes you have to know yourself. You have to understand them, but you also have to visually make that presentation come alive for them. So let's talk about the presentation itself and how to do that.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, again, in the book, I I walk through some of the really basic design, I call it design 101, uh, principles, uh, color, you know, what color says and speaks versus what color, you know, is is trend. There's a very big difference. Um, You know, the reason that McDonald's is red and yellow is because those two colors represent speed and hunger. And we look at things in our daily lives that I think we don't stop to really think about when it comes down to how we communicate. You know, billboard messages. Um, you know, we we are now a generation that is, and I, I say, say, a society that no longer really reads right to left. Um, you go on any website right now, and you have a screen of of things that either start in the middle, or all three oh, columns really? or four columns have yes. all the emphasis right. Yeah. So our reading, our reading patterns are changing. Our attention spans are changing, and our design has to change along with that in order to really, you know, get people's attention because of so much visual communication and, out there. And
0: I think, I think sometimes the texting and a lot of the social media hasn't helped us because everything, everybody wants everything in sound bites now, right? right?
2: Very, right. very short words, right? Can't even
0: so speak you, in full
2: sentences anymore, Juliette. I right? know. We, we don't even type out words anymore. We type out letters. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You becomes, Y-O-U becomes
2: you. Right, right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's basically, you know, how do we keep up with that? And when we have to go into yeah. someone and ask for hundreds of thousands of dollars or $20,000 or something for a project... Or just to even, you know, get your kids to, you know, I have people ask me all the time, how do I persuade my kids? I'm like, well, what don't you know about them? If they're into visual formats and visual ideas, then, you know, put it into visual form. You know, get their attention through something they can connect with. And uh, the visual format is is vitally important, especially for the younger generation right now.
0: Mm, So important.
2: What about colors
0: and textures?
2: Colors and textures are, are extremely important. They, they create mood. They create personality. Um, they create direction. Um, if you go to an airport, you know, you'll see a very specific color palette per airport. Uh, color is studied, and it's, it's very much a um, you know, psychological way of looking at things. But you, you have to be careful because you know, people, you, can't, you know, I, I say to a lot of people, I show them a green stop sign, and I say, okay, what would you do? and most people can't answer that because it's extremely you know counterintuitive to what we we see we see a red stop sign we know it means stop because we know it means red Uh, caution right right. and um, and you go back to you know a green stop sign which a green means go and you're like wait a minute what am i supposed to do here so you have to really be careful what you know color communicates in our everyday lives and, uh, you know, a lot of that information is found on the Internet. Um, you can look that kind of thing up if you really want to move people. But it's very important on how you can actually, you know, you know things on like labeling for food. I mean, you name it, grocery stores, anything that's going to be connected to color. All right. So
0: we have a couple minutes left. What would be the one or two things you'd like to leave our listeners with? What, what's your message for our listeners?
2: My message is get to know everything you can about your decision maker, number one. Even if it's just where they live or some simple things, but get to know about them. But to remember that your message, if you need something from somebody else, you need to direct them in the order of what you need as an answer. So I want people to walk away with the fact that persuasive communications is a directed action. It is not a call to action. A call to action is to invite and to persuade is authoritative instruction to direct people to what you want them to give you back. And that's really right. most of my, my main mantra. Mm,
0: mm. That reminds me of when I do another radio show that's in, And so what I do is I will say to the listeners, look, I will tell them why they're calling in. If I just say call in, we don't get a call. But if right. I say, if you have this XYZ issue, or if you're trying to solve XYZ, call in, our guest can answer it.
2: Then I right. get the calls. You're directing them, right? Exactly. Or directing them to something that, well, you just hit the equation. You direct, you've already related to them because they're on your show. You directed them to what to do. What they need. Yeah. And, what they, and they can connect to it and what they need to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. Nice job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that took a few years, Juliet. <laughs> yeah, I was going
2: to say, I think all of us, it takes a few years. Yeah. It? Yeah.
0: Well, it's been delightful. We'll have to do this again. It's been great to have you on the show. And again, tell people how they can find you.
2: They can find me at PersuadeAndAchieve.com, that's spelled out A-N-D, and uh, I'm also on Google and uh, Jay Huck, Inc., they can uh, get information on me, but the free download is on PersuadeAndAchieve.com, as well as the book.
0: And the there, download is a
2: download of tips? Yep, it's a quick guide to the book to kind of give you a little insight of what's inside the book, okay. and there's a few tips in there for everybody. Okay.
0: Thanks so much for being on the program.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I yeah, yes. really, really enjoyed chatting
0: with you. Yeah, it was really fun. All right, stand the line for a minute. All right, folks, that closes today's session or edition of Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.